Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Darius D here, and you're listening to Could You Please Rewind That? That is the title cut of the show where I show you some of the stuff that I've been watching as of late. Hopefully, you appreciate all the things that I'm giving to you guys and check it out yourself. So, today, we're doing Disney. Now, I said last week that I was going to be talking about uh, I think uh, the Mighty Ducks TV show, but instead of I'm gonna put a pin in it, postpone it to another time period because I want to focus on a movie called Cruella. All right, now that is the main piece of content that we're gonna be focused on today. It actually, came out last week. Now, obviously, not in theaters. Well, depending on where you are. Listening to this, movie theaters might be open, they might not be. But as of me and my house living in Canada, it isn't the case. The case is that things are still closed down for the most part. However, I will still be able to watch certain things because you can get it on Disney Plus or rent it, so on and so forth. So we are going to be talking about Cruella, just giving you preface for said movie it's basically a spinoff of the franchise 101 dalmatian the original animation that came out i want to say in the 60s and it's one of my favorite movies and then i watched a live action version that came out in 96 97 so that was the first introduction to it but honestly love this movie no, the sp- that it, even though it's a spinoff, is quite similar to, for example, I want to say similar to Maleficent. If you guys haven't seen that, it's basically the whole antagonist's point of view from Sleeping Beauty, I believe. So that was a good one, and Angelina Jolie played her or portrayed her in that movie, and it got two movies, two movies. This one only has one, obviously, thus far, starring the homie. Emily, no, Emma Stone, sorry, who almost messed that up. <laughs> Emma Stone, and she does a really, really great portrayal of this. And I will explain this later on in the video, but before we get into the topic at hand, let's go right into the preliminaries. All the things, housekeeping rules that we do here on Could You Please Rewind That, starting your boy Darius D. And the main thing is you guys have to share this because if you share it, it helps with the show and the podcast. And if you do share it, please tag me so I can repost it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, assertions, all these sort of things, please hit me up, underscore DD Kid on Instagram. And you can hit me up there. If you're into food, some swap food. If you're into fashion, Kid TV. We're all over the place just showing you all the things that I like to do and all the things that I can do in this space. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode at hand. All right, yo, we are definitely in the house. If you guys know your boy DD, you will know that Walt Disney, the great late Walt Disney, is one of my inspirations in life. I liked exactly how he was able, and like many others, he was able to take a single concept 
and impact the entire world in so many generations to the point, so much so to the point where people will never forget about it and it will bring episodic memories to their mind and they it'll calm them down. Like, think about it this way. How many times have you seen some of the old shows that you watched, some of the old movies that you watched, and it brought you a peace of mind. It brought you joy again, the childlike wonder. And he was able to use that and have that childlike heart and apply it to the business world and have business acumen and able to create a legacy for over a 100 years. Take that into consideration. Disney started in the 1920s, and now it's in the 2020s, and it's lasted over 100 years of entertainment. Of course, it helps that they acquired so many different um, houses or franchises, such as like Star Wars, Marvel, uh, Jim Henson's Muppets, so on and so forth. But even with in their own franchise and Pixar's of course can't forget Pixar but even I think with my generation people who are born like mid to early 90s I guess to late 90s and early 2000s I, I think we've been blessed the best because we've had so much entertainment whether it would be on the big screen whether it be Pixar or whether it be on Disney Channel and I think with the fact that we had Disney Channel which is the pinnacle of Disney because the Disney channel did start in the early eighties. But if you're talking about lucrative business or talking about the most success, it was, wasn't until the early to mid two thousands when it was at its golden era. So that's a conversation for another time, another day, but let's get right into the topic at hand. Cruella. Cruella. Alright, yo. Alright, Cruella DeVille. Now, this is uh really cool because like I said before, the r- remake of 101 Dalmatians really opened up my eyes to Disney, right? It was one of the first pieces of Disney content that I ever that I ever that I ever consumed as a child, with the exception of Tarzan. Now, obviously, the live action isn't better, in my opinion, than the cartoon or the animated version, the original version. But all that aside, I would say that it really holds true to the fact that you can do a lot more with animation than you can do with live action. But with Cruella, because Cruella, if you guys didn't know, you know now, was one of my first favorite villains from the whole Disney world. I know a lot of people like Scar. I know a lot of people like Ursula. A lot of people like Melissa Fint. Melissa Fint. <laughs> You almost butchered that. <laughs> and a lot of people like, I'm trying to, Jafar from Aladdin. All these different good villains that you have. Hook, Gaston, and I think I'm missing another one. Clayton, I like Clayton from Tarzan, but not that much. Cruella was it for me. She's the one that I adore. So 
when it come came to this, when I heard the news break earlier this year that Emma Stone, who's one of my favorite actresses out here in Hollywood, it was able to portray one of my favorite villains. It was a done deal. I was sold in. All right. I paid the price. So when I heard all these things, these rumors, and then Disney came out with a press statement about all these things coming to fruition, I was excited. Now let's put a pin in that. Let's talk about the grand scheme of things. Here we go. So when it comes to the concept of focusing in on Disney villains and giving their point of view, a lot of people were fine with just Maleficent. That was it. They didn't want anything else. And when Cruella came up, a lot of people were up in arms. Some people weren't. But I think after this movie dropped, people loved it. But then again, people were also complaining, saying that, hey, maybe I shouldn't. Like maybe Disney's going to just make this into a cash cow and they're going to do a Scar one. They're going to do a Jafar one. They're going to do like a Ursula one and so on and so forth. And then it'll just be a fad. I think Disney will do it because Disney is in the business of making money. That's what they are, right? They're the machine, right? Uh, a lot of people don't realize that because creativity, it is important and it's essential, but at the end of the day, people are in the business of making money, right? It's still an industry. It's still about making money. So, of course, they're going to take all the classics from the Disney Renaissance era from the late 80s to the 90s. Of course, they're going to take that and then make a live action because it's going to generate more money because nostalgia sells and we're responsible for that because look at how much how many times that you repost on twitter or talk about the good old days all the time everybody's keen into nostalgia we're responsible for that so all the people who grew up in that era are going to go back and get it and then those who are of that era that have children they're going to give a new experience so of course i need both i need nostalgia and i need creativity and that's the thing that sometimes disney lacks is that they don't push enough creativity and innovation as much as they should right because they're just too concerned about what already works which makes sense because they're a multi-billion dollar company but at the same token um or the same side of the token, I think creativity was the inception of Disney. Without it, it doesn't have its engine, right? It can already go so far. The reason why we have what we have today is because of the Imagineers and his original vision. And of course, he accomplished most of his vision before he passed on. But I think Disney needs to shake things up a little bit more. No pun intended for those who got that reference. But at the same juncture, in the same breath, Okay, I think they still should keep certain things the same. So keep doing these remakes or or like these other perspectives of Disney or Disney villains. And then at the same time, create more new things. And I think with their own property, they don't really do that much. But with other properties like Marvel and all that, they do more things. But like I said, all you need is the right people in place for that to happen. So just Give it time. And if you keep voicing your opinion, they see it. And then eventually they're going to have to listen to it because you are their business, right? They're trying to sell it to you. It's not about what they want. So I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people don't want to see 
that type of stuff, but I'm okay with that. Now let's go back to the topic and the subject matter of hand. We're talking about Cruella. So overall, love the film. I'm going to give away some things, but not a lot. So I'm going to preface it like this way and say it like this. All right. Take note. So I would liken this movie to a mixture of the Joker mixed with Devil Wears Prada. And there's a lot of twists in this movie that I'm not going to give away because I think some of you guys would like that twist. But there's a couple twists in the movie that you might anticipate, but you probably won't see it coming. But it's amazing to see it. And it all makes sense because they foreshadow it at the beginning of the movie, like the opening sequences and all that stuff. So I would argue that the way they set up the movie, amazing, all right? The way they set it up, amazing. I will say, like, the little kid portrayal, portrayal of Cruella to see where she comes from and why she is the way she is in her fascination with Dalmatians. You'll see how that makes sense later on. So what I did is I watched Cruella as it is, and then I went back and watched 101 Dalmatians just so I could get the nostalgia. Like, I'm talking about the original one, like the first one, the animated version. So I went back and saw, like, certain moments of Cruella that paid homage to the original movie, which was nice, which is fine, which was dandy. It was really well done, but it wasn't... Because a lot of times with Disney, sometimes when they even when they do the remakes, they try to lay or try to anchor themselves to the original and just bombard you with, hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? Whereas this one, they focus on Cruella and like a new story, but they will show you like, hey, remember this from the original? Like a little bit where it's not overbearing and beating you over the head with a, hey, did you remember Remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? Da 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 da. Whoop de whoop. Y'all know how Disney does it sometimes. So that's what we, oh, that's the conclusion that I came up with. The supporting cast and like all the other characters, phenomenal job. Like even Emma Stone's uh, accent. Because it's based out of England, right? Pretty done, well done. I don't remember. Like, in the original one, I think she did. In the live action one, she didn't. But, like I said before, the supporting cast and the main antagonist in this one was pretty good. And it explains a lot. It kind of deals with mental health a little bit, but not that much. It, or it shows you the thin line between insanity and genius. And it also talks about how uh, it could be hereditary and talks about how revenge can play a role in somebody's insanity, right? Or as Batman put it, or I think Two-Face put it, it's like you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. So I think that might be the overarching mantra of this film because you'll see it. But 
is weird because she's not really a vi- a villain, full-fledged villain, like how she's portrayed in 101 Dalmatian, which was why I said it makes sense in the grand scheme of things. Because near the end of the film, she's more or less like a conflicted hero or an anti-hero. So it's kind of, you'll, you'll see it coming onward. It's more like, I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans, it's like Stone Cold versus Vic, Vince McMahon, right? Stone Cold technically wasn't a hero per se because he didn't do heroic things. He did things that a villainous person would do. But because he was the underdog in the situation, we rooted for him. So this is pretty much what it is at face value. Fashion in this video, I mean, sorry, in this movie, bananas, absolutely bananas. It's crazy. They even have pieces from Chanel, like 1950, like all the vintage pieces, I think, of uh, Yves Saint Laurent, which actually makes sense. The time periods are kind of weird because it kind of looks like sometimes they're in the Victorian era, but at the same time, they're supposed to be like in the 50s. Or, like, in the 80s. So, like, the time periods all over the place, it's not really coherent. It's not really um in chronological order. Or it's not portrayed in a way where you would understand, like, hey, we're in this time period. We're in that time period. So, you kind of have to gauge it. But it doesn't play a huge factor in the film. So, it doesn't really matter because you're just focusing on how Cruella, Cruella comes to be. So, it's definitely a huge twist within the middle when she finds out a secret about her family and who she is as a person and who, like, is her real mother. And I'll just leave it as that. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it. But that twist really got me going crazy. The car chase scenes sequences were well done. Even like the color to the color grading per scenes and the score of the film, even though there's not because a lot of modern movies nowadays, they don't have traditional scores anymore. Like your Jason Williams scoring the film is really just like they take movies or take regular popular songs and then just add it to each scene. That's what they do nowadays. But the score of it, because I loved that era of music and that genre, loved how it was scored. It brought a sense of uh, deeper emotion to each scene, which is the whole point of having music behind background music anyways. And I'm sure you guys are intelligent enough to understand that and know that already. But that aside was really well done, and I appreciated that deeply and like I said going back to like the color grading and how each like scene with the different colors how some of it popped or like how it made the mood feel somber in certain scenes and like the like I said how it works well with the wardrobe which was nuts in this movie is probably one of the best um, wardrobes I've seen in theater in a while and that's just my opinion on things. I know other people will say it's probably not, but in my opinion, wardrobe goes crazy, especially with the women dressing. The men, it wasn't that crazy, right? Because there wasn't a lot of male interaction within the film. It was only like really three guys that you 
fatigue on occasion, but it's really just a lot of women in it, which is completely fine. But with that women's fashion, it goes dis- it's disgusting. It's really good. It's really good. Like you guys will look at some of the dresses for the ladies out there, and you'll probably want to cop them. But I don't know if you, if your pockets are deep like that. If your pockets are deep like that, then by all means, go ahead. There's actually a website where you can look up. I think it's as seen on TV or uh, as worn on TV, like .com, and you can see all the different um dresses and outfits that these actors are wearing in your favorite tv show in your favorite movie and you can purchase it uh they'll send you a link so you can purchase the item now a lot of them are expensive right and i don't know if you guys want to be spending like over five thousand dollars on a single dress if you got it like that by all means do it i ain't gonna knock it but your boy dd ain't buying anything too too pricey right now i'm gonna just stick to the yeezys for a little bit and the jabot jeans but anyways, going back to the uh, the show, love the costume design. Like I said, like the makeup. Makeup sold it. Even when it came to uh, lighting, played a huge role in that. Wasn't a whole fan of the CGI. Some of the animals, I think, were CGI. Uh, and <laughs> I guess it's easier because, like, working with animals are hard in itself so like a lot of times they'll just use that because we have the means to do that but cgi wasn't too bad like some scenes just kind of like bro y'all disney y'all can do better than that like you're supposed to be the cream of the crop of uh, animation y'all can do better than that but other than that honestly this guy's perfect five perfect five five point five if you have a bad attitude because in this, my opinion, this is one of the best movies I've seen from Disney in a while. Because with Disney, I haven't been impressed that often. With the exception of Pixar, like, so And that's the thing. I have to break it up because, like, Disney, like, their sister companies or their daughter companies, all the companies that they acquired, they've always been good by themselves. I think I'm always harder on Disney when they create things within their own uh, company because I know Pixar's going to slap. I know Marvel's going to slap. I know Star Wars. I know Disney Star Wars hasn't been that great, but Rogue One was pretty valid and Mandalorian's valid. I know Star Wars is going to do their thing. I know Jim Henson is going to do his thing and he doesn't get enough credit credit where credit needs to be placed. But at the same token, I need them to innovate and go harder. And this is came through for me because I wasn't even sure if I wanted to watch it because I saw how bad they messed up Mulan. And I was so hesitant. And it takes me to a next point of like how they do the whole stupid premiere access. It's like, bro, I don't know how because rationally thinking i'm gonna go on a rant right now because this is stupid and if disney's listening to this it was a dumb move okay how are you gonna make people pay 34 dollars on top of their subscription to just to see the movie early when you're gonna put it on there originally so it would make so take this into consideration i want you guys to understand this it would be much cheaper for you to rent the movie 
by itself than to have a Disney uh, Disney subscription, which is now up to $11 a month, which I knew that was going to happen anyways, because that's usually the case with these uh, corporations. You're paying $11 a month, right? And then you have to pay $34 to see it early, even though the next month is going to be on there for free. How does that make sense? My thing is like, yo, you guys should at least create a separate, because you know how Netflix has their separate, they have their own, their own separate like levels of subscription services. So like one's more premium than the other. Amazon is all the same. The only thing I don't like about Amazon is that the fact that it's not organized properly, but it makes sense because that's not their business. They don't care about that. They're in the business of selling products and goods. So that's fine. And at least theirs is like cheap enough. So like if you have Amazon Prime, you get the fast shipping and then also you get the stuff, the content for free for the most part. But that all aside is just like how you my thing is they should at least do like a premium like make put it back down to like eight dollars and then make eleven dollars a month for a premiere like a premiere access account so you get it ahead of time because it's like why would because it's already on the the interface but they're just saying like in order to see this you have to pay 35 bucks which is like how that's not even if i took a girl to the movies it wouldn't even be that much it would be like $26 and at least I'm going out and doing having an experience I'm paying $35 to see it at home I want you guys to really think about this and it would only be $13 to take it if we saw it with like if it was 3D or VIP which is where I go anyways. But if it's not VIP, you're paying like what? I want to say you're paying like max 20 bucks. And if you add popcorn and drinks, then it'll be like 26, which is still underneath because it's 35 bucks. So it's like, how does that make sense? Why would I pay for that? Just so I can watch it again later. And you guys can hear the frustration in my voice because it's like, why would I do that? Like, just... Because what bothers me is because they preface it or they frame it under the guise of that, oh, guys, it's just it's just a trial. We're just trying to see it out. No. And the thing is, what happens is these guys buy it. These fools buy the stuff and then end up, it's going to end up just being a reoccurring thing. It's like Disney fam. I'm not trying to buy on top of what I already have. Or if I do buy it, what you guys should do is make a goodie bag for those who buy it, for example. So say if I want to buy it and I have like a family of four, right? You send like a goodie bag with like a plush toy, memorabilia, whatever it may be, and like some snacks or something ahead of time. So like a pre-order to be like the day the week is launching, you're like, hey, guys, get your orders in before such and such a day, like a week before. 
right? Put in a goodie bag, ship it off to all the houses. Like you guys have money for sure. And you guys have like distribution centers or even Disney stores and they can put out goodie bags. People can pick it up, curbside pickup, or you can ship it to their house. And then you can just make a whole thing out of it. And then you can post, like, for example, they can get featured on your Instagram page by, I don't know, like saying, hey, I got the Disney premium package and then make a little video with their family or friends watching it and saying, hey, I love this movie. So it actually causes more buzz. But to me, as a subscriber, that gives me no incentive because now I'm paying 40 bucks almost because I have to pay for the month just for one movie, even though next month it'll be for free. So there's really no point. You might as well just wait. And that's what I say to these people, just wait. <laughs> like I watched it because I have like people who I'm a, gave me access to it so I could watch it. But listen, at the end of the day, I was not paying like $35. <laughs> nah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Is Cruella worth that money? No. So people who have Disney Plus, stop doing that. Because you're the problem. Because they're just going to say, hey, it's working. People are buying it. Stop buying it. And stop making these guys raid your pockets for no reason. And it's not that people can't afford it. Because if you have a Disney Plus account, I'm pretty sure for the most part you can afford it. But it's not about affording it. It's about practicality. Because... Netflix does not do that. They have all the original content and you watch it on there. Even, and you watch it on there, you don't have to pay extra for that. Amazon does the same thing. Coming to America 2 is an Amazon original. I didn't have to pay extra to watch that. HBO Max with the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That came out, went crazy. Same with, uh, Mortal Kombat went crazy. All you have to do is get like a week subscription. Don't even have to pay for it. And it's already on there. So if they're doing that and you guys are on the same level as them, you guys need to stop the nonsense because it's actually annoying me and everybody else. And if people don't have the guts to say it to you guys' big faces, your Mickey Mouse ears, I'm going to tell you again, straight to your face. I don't care who it is, Bob Iger. Whoever listens to this, I don't care, bro. I don't care. You guys need to stop the nonsense. Like, real talk. It's foolishness, bro. No one needs to be paying $34 to watch a movie one time. That doesn't make any sense. That's for one person, too. Like, I am I have my own account for myself, right? I don't have kids. I don't have a girl yet. But anyways, what I'm saying is, why would I pay $34 for myself? I wouldn't even pay that for my kids to watch at my crib. How does that make any sense? That makes no sense, y'all. That makes no sense. It's nonsensical, Disney. So whoever's in charge of the Disney Plus department and you know who you are, you need to stop it. Like yesterday. Because this is this is nonsense. If you want people to be happy, sing your praises enjoy your stuff i did your whole quiz okay i did your whole quiz and i i made sure i put that in there because i'm like you guys are gonna see this today if you want happy customers you guys need to stop this nonsense about the whole early premiere or you can take my advice 
about the two options that I gave you, which wouldn't actually make sense, and everybody will be happy. But other than that, I'm not pleased with you guys regarding that. But you guys are still making good stuff. Keep up that part. But the whole Premier Access stuff, cut the crap out. It needs to stop. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Or, sorry, not this video. This podcast. And I enjoyed making it for you guys. I know I ranted for like a little bit while over there, but I just had to do it. I had to get it off my chest, all right? So hopefully, hopefully you guys are doing well. If you guys have any questions or you have any suggestions, please hit me up on underscore DD the Suave Kid on Instagram. Hit me up on YouTube for fashion, some suave food for food, of course. And with y'all, I said, this is one of your boy DRSD, and I'm signing off again. So y'all just chill, just chill till the next episode. Why? Because your boy DD is definitely out of here.